0: Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves. Here at the Good Dog Pod, we are all about supporting dog breeders and responsible dog ownership. We provide dog lovers with the latest updates in canine health and veterinary care, animal legislation and legal advocacy, canine training and behavior science, and dog breeding practices. Subscribe and join our mission today to help give our dogs the world they deserve. Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I am super duper excited, you guys. I'm being joined today by Kristen Rosenbaugh, and Kristen is going to talk to us about truffle hunting with your dog. I know, right? Okay. Okay. So, she has an entire online course that she's going to talk to us about. And we are going to go from forest to fork in this conversation. And I absolutely love this. Kristen is a truffle hunter. She's a teacher. She's a dog trainer in the Pacific Northwest. And I am so excited, Kristen, to have you join us. Hey, Laura,
1: thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you.
0: Excellent. So, tell me, How in the world does someone just sort of randomly become interested in truffle hunting and have been teaching this for 10 years now?
1: (laughs) That's a good question, and it is a little bit random. It actually all started
0: because my
1: husband and I went on a vacation to Italy, and that was when I had truffles for the first time, loved them. I had discovered at that time that dogs were trained to find them, and I had this running joke on Facebook that I was going to teach my dogs to find truffles. And I kept joking about it. I mean, this was something that I carried on with for a little bit. <laughs> and <sighs> in the fall, so that was in the summer. And then in the fall, we brought home a puppy, the Belgian Traverne puppy, Da Vinci. And I started to have this little craving for truffles. And I thought, well, where can I find them to buy to just cook with? And when I started Googling it, lo and behold, it turned out that they grow in the Pacific Northwest, as in many other regions too. Mm-hmm. And so at that time I decided, hey, this might actually happen.
0: Kristen, that is like so amazing that you were getting started with your dog on a dream. And I know that the people might be familiar with the breed that is sort of preferred traditionally in Italy. truffle hunt with, which is the Legato Romagnolo. And you tell me that many different breeds are used in different parts of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There really is no one breed for truffle hunting. Any dog can do it. And for me, I actually didn't even know about that breed when I started this whole adventure. But when I brought my Belgian Traverne home, And I did a random Google search and discovered that they grow where I live. And so it started to really get real. And my joke became an actuality. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. And the breeder got a kick out of it too. So I started kind of doing my research. And about that exact same time, my border colleague Callie had an agility injury. And so now it's Fall and I have a three-year-old border collie who can't do agility and is on very restricted activity. I have a brand new puppy, Belgian Traverne, and then also Cash, our Shelby. None of them can do anything with each other and (laughs) none of them have
0: any. And I'm thinking, okay, now's the time. So not only are we doing back to school here at Good Dog Pod, fall is when you go truffle hunting. Yeah.
1: Fall is when we start here in the Pacific Northwest and the seasons are different throughout the world. But here in the Pacific Northwest, I will start hunting in September
0: and I will hunt up through usually May. Wow. There's a long, is there, uh, okay. I have so many questions, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to go hunting for truffles. Is this regulated in any level? It is regulated
1: mostly down in Oregon. Those regulations haven't extended up here into Washington yet, but that's where you'll find
0: the most restrictions on land use. Yes, Oregon has lots of land use requirements. How about throughout the country? I assume that truffle hunting is something you can do in other parts of the United States.
1: Yeah, and it depends on the species. So for example, here in the Pacific Northwest, we have what are called Oregon black truffles and Oregon white truffles. But don't let the name fool you. They grow all throughout the Pacific Northwest from BC all the way down to Northern California. So that's just the common name. So we have those two primary species here in the Pacific Northwest. But then if you go to other regions of the United States, you'll find what's called a pecan truffle. And you'll see those a bit more on the East Coast and a bit down in the South. And then if you go to other countries, you've got other species over there. So that's where you've got the Paragord truffle, which is the traditional black truffle that you find in the market. And then the Italian white, which is, in my opinion, the cream of the crop. And then there's also a summer truffle and a burgundy truffle. And then in addition to all of those that are growing wild, there are farms. And so down in California, there are some truffle farms. Australia is a big producer of truffles, and they have some very big, successful farms down there in Australia. And then there's farms and
0: wild over in Europe. So before we get too much further down the truffle path, sorry, I couldn't pass that up, (laughs) (laughs) talk to us, truffles are basically fungus that grow on tree roots. Am I getting this right? Kind of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People will commonly refer to them as underground mushrooms, but that's not entirely accurate. What the truffles are is they're the fruiting body of the mycelium, and the mycelium is the underground fungal network that connects between all of the tree roots. And so the mycelium itself is what produces the fruiting bodies, which can be mushrooms or truffles, but the mycelium is also the underground network by which trees communicate with each other.
0: Okay, wait, the trees talk to each other. That's a whole nother podcast. I am not sure I can take that on. (laughs) They do. They send chemical messages and they also
1: exchange nutrients via this mycelial network. Okay.
0: And I have heard sort of random mythology that says that truffles grow around oak trees. Is that accurate? Inaccurate? That is one of the trees that you will find truffles
1: growing natively. Here in the Pacific Northwest, it's typically with a dug fir, but I will say from experience, we have found them in many, many, many different habitats that are not necessarily what your textbook will tell you. Hmm. I've even found them out in the middle of a field that was many
0: yards away from any trees. That is crazy. So, any dog not just a fancy Legodo or even a purebred dog any dog can be trained to find truffles under the ground correct
1: yes absolutely it's really important for people to understand that truffle hunting is a learned behavior and so that means any dog that is physically sound can learn to find truffles and really the only dog that might have some truffle (laughs) <laughs> some truffle trouble. Truffle trouble? Oh my. <laughs> truffle trouble. The only dogs that might have a bit of trouble is your
0: flat-faced dog. But really, I know some really fantastic like pugs and various others. Yes. I was just going to say, I own pugs. Trust me, they can use their little noses. <laughs> right. Right. So it's kind of one of those things that people would say, oh, are they at a
1: disadvantage? Sure, in theory, but... I haven't really seen it be a problem with any of them. So as long as the dog is physically sound, they can do this and they can do it at any age. I had a really lovely dog start last year at age 10. My goodness.
0: Okay. So in our theory of back to school and things we can do with our dogs, all kinds of dogs, this is a really great option if you happen to live in an area where truffles grow. So talk to us about... I mean, how do you train a dog to find something buried? Is it what, 12 inches underground?
1: (laughs) You know, they vary in depth. And this is one of those situations where there's a lot of information out there on websites and in textbooks that are going to give you this average range of just underneath the duff to six or eight inches. And then you've got the practical experience. And that sort of just I mean, the books can only know so much. And so I will tell you, they grow anywhere from just under that duff layer to we have found one up to mm. 18 inches deep. And I'm sure they grow wow. deeper, but my arm is only 18 inches long. So that's as deep as we went.
0: <laughs> so you have to train the dog to find and indicate. And then does the dog dig the truffles out or you dig the truffles out? So in my training
1: and for my uses, I want my dogs to dig. It's not required, but I do like them to dig because truffles really actually look like dirt. And so unless the dog is guiding the dig, you really don't have a great chance of finding it yourself. (laughs) So I prefer to have my dogs dig because what happens while they're digging is they'll move some soil and then they'll sniff and they'll reassess where the odor is coming from. And the reason is that their process is that they're initially going to locate where the odor is coming out of the ground.
0: But that doesn't mean that the truffle is directly straight down from there. So the dog indicates at the surface layer that somewhere down there is a truffle and you ask them to dig the truffle out Because it's easier for them to find it instead of you thinking you're bringing home a truffle and it's really a dirt clod. That'd be bad.
1: (laughs) Correct. Correct. So I prefer my dogs to dig because their process is to locate where the odor is coming out of the soil. And then as they start to dig, they're going to continually reassess what direction the odor is coming from. So just because the odor is coming out of a certain spot in the soil doesn't mean that the truffle is directly below that. Got it. It depends on the density of the soil and how the odor is actually moving through the ground. Plus, there's also some saturation going on in the soil itself. And so what the dog will do is they'll move some dirt. They'll sniff around the hole and reassess what direction they need to dig next. They'll move some more dirt and reassess. They'll move some more dirt and they'll reassess. And so that way they're pinpointing as they're getting close to the source being the truffle. And then at that point, they nose target that truffle. And usually that's when, even though we can't see it, a lot of the times you can reach down there and there
0: it is exactly where the dog put their nose. And so you reach in and grab it, not the dog retrieves it.
1: Correct. Yeah. I teach my dogs to nose target because what that allows them to do is dig to the perimeter, just the very edge of the truffle. And then I can dig around to pull that truffle out whole, because it would be really, really hard for the dog to dig around. Sometimes it's really kind of stuck in the soil and you have to
0: dig around Mm -hmm. things like that. Does it have like roots? You have to pull it out by the roots or I'm just This is all fascinating. You don't understand. I'm so geeked out by this.
1: No, not really. It's just the fruiting body of the mycelium. And so it doesn't really have roots. It's just sort of sitting there. So you just pull it out and it's this round slump of dirt looking thing, but it smells fantastic.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So when you were out in the forest having a hike with your dog and you say, find me a truffle, then he just... Toddles off and finds you a truffle? I mean, this is just (laughs) fascinating. Well, my theory is if we have done our job
1: correctly, the dog is going to offer to find you any truffle in any environment that you are in. Wow. (laughs) Okay. My husband has actually sent me a text message with a photo with a truffle when he was out on a walk with the dogs because there happened to be a truffle where he was walking and. One of them indicated, and because he doesn't truffle hunt, he probably wasn't real quick to know what was happening, and she dug it up and threw it at him. <laughs> like, yo! Right. Callie, in particular, if I'm not fast enough, she will dig it up and throw it at me. But the others just nose target and wait. Oh my
0: gosh.
1: There are people who will teach a dog to hunt only when they ask them to hunt and stop when they ask them to stop. I prefer to just manage my environment so that I'm only going to truffle producing environments when I'm wanting to truffle hunt because that also allows my dog to offer Mm -hmm. the activity. And that to me is a bit of a kind of a consent behavior because they're saying, oh, we're doing that thing and they're the ones initiating it. And that's how I prefer to hunt with them.
0: Okay, so I'm still just so enamored of this whole concept. I mean, most of us who have dogs have a basic understanding of how we train dogs to find things. Can you give us, without giving away your whole course, which we will make sure that people can get a link to in the show notes, can you give us some ideas, some of the things that you're going to do to help train them to offer this behavior?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really interesting working with the dog in the way that I do simply because I try to keep everything as organic as possible. And so typically the process looks like two ends of a spectrum coming together. We will do a little bit of truffle work and then we also do the foundation skills work where we're using food. And the reason that I like to do that is it kind of takes out the human error. So what's happening is when we're doing search games, we're doing various exercises, various homework things with the food, it's allowing the rewards to happen at the perfect time in the perfect place. And it's allowing the humans to observe so that they really, really understand what their dog looks like and how their dog is communicating the wide variety of pieces of information that they're going to get when they're truffle hunting. and so. We have that end of the spectrum where we're working on these food games, these foundation skills where the dog and the human are learning these search skills and how to work with the environment and how to work with each other and how to read each other. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we start with the truffles and we don't ask the dogs to search for them, but we actually back chain what we want with the truffles. And so at some point, those two things come together. And then we start searching for truffles and progressing the game out into the field.
0: Very, very, very cool. I love that. And I just got to ask you, truffles, truffle oil, all this stuff, very gourmet, very expensive. Are you able, if you train your dog sufficiently well, can I go down and like make back my course fee in a minute because my dog found a truffle that I can sell for a million dollars or how is this working for me?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll be the first to tell you that here in the Pacific Northwest, our truffles do not have the market value that the European truffles do. Uh That said, people can, and many people do, make money with their truffle hunting. So it could be anything from selling the truffles that they find. They can go down to the farmer's market. They just need to make sure that they're following all of their state's regulations for selling. Mm -hmm. They can do land surveys for individuals and In any situation, you can have an arrangement with a landowner where you either leave the truffles with the landowner or you pay a fee or any type of arrangement that you guys come up with that is beneficial to both of you. Some people will lead little forays, taking people out on a tour. So you've got a whole bunch of different options where people could make money on truffle hunting. I mean, honestly, the majority of the people who train with me really want to just do it for fun.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Because I want truffles for dinner tonight. Right. It's really, really, Laura, it is so amazing to come home, make dinner that you know your dog was responsible for. It is so cool. (laughs) Well, okay. Now, Kristen, you understand that I have hunting dogs. So, yeah, I totally get that. (laughs) I I have spent a lot of years eating food that my dog brought home for me. So yes. I think it is amazing and I think it's really a fun way because there are people who don't have the situation or the inclination or what have you to actually take a gun and go shoot a bird. So here's a way to do something fun and active and search out your dinner with your dog and not have to have any of that other stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, the other thing that's really nice and I'm always reminding my students of this but Because what we're doing is essentially it's recreational. Mm -hmm. And it's for, you know, unless you're someone who wants to start doing this professionally, and still this will apply. It's just a truffle. We're not searching for people. We're not searching for bombs. There is nothing high stakes about it. And so if it's not
0: a good day, it's just a truffle, please. You just don't have a truffle. You You know, that's really actually very, very interesting, Kristen. And I think we think about some of those high stakes games that we play with our dogs. They're games to the dogs. They are not games to us. And so I think that's a really, really valuable point. They're using a lot of the same skill set just without the pressure. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Gotta have it. Okay, everybody. Foundation skills to field training. Kristen's online course is available to you. We will make sure you have a link to that. And Kristen, this is fascinating and fabulous. And I am so grateful that you came to tell me about it. I mean, okay, now my last question I have to do. Now you told me you haven't seen this new pig movie, right? There's a movie about a stolen truffle pig. Now say that three times fast <laughs> with Nicolas Cage that I'm told I'm told is just Everyone's raving about it. But I think that that combined with all the rest of it, you know, we've got a perfect storm here for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have not seen the movie. I do plan to see it. I just need to figure out where I can stream it so that I can watch it. But I'm
0: looking forward to seeing that. I think that dogs are a much better solution than pigs for truffle hunting, although pigs are cute. Absolutely. And I was actually in conversation with someone who breeds legatos who do this in Italy. And somebody asked in the seminar why they started using dogs instead of pigs. And she said, because the pigs get stolen like this. And it's much easier. Nobody wants to tell where their favorite truffle field is. If you put your dog in the car, it's a lot easier to skate around than if you put your truffle pig in the car.
1: <laughs> I thought that was fabulous. There is also the part about the pigs want to actually eat the truffles. So <laughs> yes, that, that part is yes. a problem. Yes.
0: Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, this has been amazing, and I appreciate your time tremendously.
1: Thank you, Laura. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me here.
0: Good Dog is a secure online community that advocates for dog breeders, educates the public, helps informed puppy buyers connect directly with certified good breeders, and promotes responsible dog ownership. Good Dog is offering its good breeders special advanced access to the video recordings and transcripts for the full three-part Q&A webinar series with Dr. Hutchinson. All you have to do is sign up as a breeder at gooddog.com/join. That is g o o d d o g.com/join. Or click the link in the show notes.